Yo, this is your friendly neighborhood Megaran with a special announcement. Make sure you're following the Fan Bros Show on iTunes. Subscribe on Facebook, like it, and on SoundCloud and Twitter, follow it. Let's go. Welcome, Internets, to Castle Black, the blackest Game of Thrones podcast in all the rooms. We are here to discuss Beyond the Wall. What up, Internets? This is Tatiana King-Jones, again, the first of her name, here to discuss the episode Beyond the Wall. Really excited to talk about this. But before we get into it, let's introduce the rest of the cast here. It's your boy, DJ Ben Amin, a.k.a. The Boy With No Shame, here on Castle Black. Happy to be here. And we are also joined by... It is your friendly neighborhood deadly diva, a.k.a. the most dangerous woman in Dorne, a.k.a. what's in the bag. <laughs> mm, all right. All right. All right. So we are back this week. I hope everybody's doing well. We had another ridiculously eventful episode, to say the least. Um I don't even know where to start. <laughs> I feel <laughs> I feel a lot of feels right now. I'm I'm very uh I don't know, emo, I'm very excited, I'm very scared. I don't know what the hell's going on right now. Uh, I'm not really feeling much of any of that because I watched the episode, Um, well, oh, I, I don't know if I should say that. Um, Maybe yeah. you should. Let's tell the truth now. Let's see, you, you watched it early than everybody else, huh? Uh, not everybody else. A lot of people watched it early. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm, I'm blaming this on HBO. As well, it is their You watched it earlier than us, sir. Right. Well, it is their fault. To, to give to give Ben I mean some credit, uh, it was HBO's fault. HBO Espana and HBO Nordic, their um, two of their European portals, actually released the show. Obviously, very very early. If, um, what five days early, and a lot of people on the internet were able to grab it before they were able to pull it down. Ben I mean was able to enjoy the spoils of war, and um, well, not that episode, but the actual spoils of war, and um, he was able to see the episode a bit earlier, so he's able to able to cool down. But I literally just finished watching it five minutes ago, and I'm freaking hyped right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm still hyped because I watched it again tonight. Of course, I had to watch it with everyone else, and I had to see it, you know, again because this was definitely a momentous episode. But uh, I'm I'm a little more. Um annoyed by some of the things on this episode then i was like oh my god you know like wow mm, yeah. there, there were lots of annoying things um yep. but so, so so let's do this let's just jump right into it okay let's jump right in the beginning <sighs> where you have everybody on this stupid ass mission to get this white walker as proof uh, okay yeah. <laughs> okay so i know that we have said and i know i've been guilty of it myself that the starks don't have the best judgment but um, I'm going to double down and say the Targaryens don't either. Um, so I don't know where Jon Snow got got anywhere to get sense from. Like, both sides of his family, dumb as rocks. Because there's no way that anyone should have thought that this would work. Well, listen, as, as we mentioned in the previous episodes, lots of times people don't believe unless they see uh, someone on... Twitter actually made a very good point. Uh, we were talking about how people, some people believed in dragons and other people, why wouldn't you not believe in White Walkers? Well, they made a good point that you see dragon skulls all around Westeros, particularly in Cersei's uh, under the castle, you see dragon skulls. So you have proof that they once existed, even if you've never seen it. There's never been any actual proof of White Walkers, except for that one cave paint and Jon Snow drew. 
Um, I think he drew it. <laughs> <laughs> don't do my boy like that. Don't do him like that. Yeah, you know his art skills on two, so I don't know. Mm. But, but yeah. it's true. So at this point, it, they're at the point, they're at the the area where it's just like, look, unless we give them actual living, visible proof, no one's going to jump into action. And well, hmm. Well, before we get to the action that happened, let's just talk about one thing I really want to commend the writers on is the banter between the men that were walking on this journey. So you had Tormund and Gendry and John and um, the the Lords of Life, Barak and the rest of them, just having this back and forth. And I really liked what they were talking about because if you really just listen to all their conversations, you know, through the comedic parts of it, they were tying up a lot of loose ends and tying up a lot of narrative uh, end caps together. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, there was a point when John was talking to Tormund and Tormund was pretty much kind of insinuating that he may want to bend the knee. And John was like, well, Mance never bent the knee. And Tormund was like, and how many of his people died because of his pride? Mm. So I, mm, then, it's, mm, yep, very true. And then I think like, I think my cutest moment was when Gendry was complaining, you know, about the walk and it being rough. And the, hound, and the hound was like, Barrick's been killed six times. You don't hear him bitching. <laughs> whinging. whinging. That's the, the word of whinging. the day. Whinging. I'm going to start using that word. So, so, so Ben, you, you said just a moment ago that you've had a lot of annoying uh, issues or, or a lot of issues within this episode that were annoying. The, to me, the very first annoying part was John trying to give Long Call back to Jorah. Wow. Why, why did you find that annoying? Ninja, that's your sword, John. Like, Jorah has nothing to do with that sword right now. Like, I, I maybe I understand John didn't understand all the trials and tribulations Jorah went through, but mm-hmm. that's your sword. It has a stark wolf on it. Yeah, you you just change it up, but it's yours. It's been with you. You went. You literally got stabbed up like Caesar, and you ended up, and you still went through everything. So why now you want to give that joint back? I guess it's an honor thing. I get it, yeah, but I didn't I mean, see that, the point. That, that, once again, I really like that scene. That was one of my favorite moments of the whole, you know, interchanges. And I loved all the different interchanges. That's mm-hmm. not something I had a problem with on the show. I loved all the banter between everyone. And that one was one of my favorite moments. But it really does show you that Jon Snow is that dude. As much as I disagree with a lot of his decisions, mm-hmm. he is that honorable dude. Like, you know, he is his father's son. He is Ned Stark's son. No matter who his blood is, he's still his father's son. And that's Ned Stark's son. He's and- still very honorable. And yeah. Again, all the banter was good. I was just a little annoyed by that because I was just like, Jorah don't want that shit, but whatever. That's yeah, but see, that, and that also, I think that was also a great moment because it shows that Jorah understands who Jon Snow is. Right. Like, I think that's also even a moment of him understanding that he's not going to ride that dragon, you know, and that Jon Snow is meant to ride that dragon. Which so, dragon? Because I... <laughs> I, I didn't even say anything yet. yet. Like, I didn't even say nothing yet. Damn, not even that time. I'm just saying he's I didn't even, talking about... didn't even say nothing yet. You know, though. he's passing the torch. You know, he's doing the Whitney to... um. Oh, man. Brandy. Brandy, there we go. He's doing the Whitney to Brandy. You know, he's passing oh, the torch. Boy. Allegedly. Okay, you know? well, you know what? We're, we're not talking about torches. We're not talking about dragons right now. But there's there was a really we're great... We're talking about holding a torch. We can talk about that. Cause, um, yeah, okay. <laughs> we're gonna we'll get, get into we're that gonna later. Get yeah. We're going to get there. Let's move on now. <laughs> no, but no, but there's like a great parallel that like people like may have like missed. And it's the fact that when John is talking about um, um, the former Lord Commander, Gerald Mormont, he was like, yeah, he was 
betrayed by the Night's Watch, just like John was. I'm like, there, there's more commonality between John and J.R. Mormont than there is between mm. J.R. and Jorah Mormont. And that mm. may have also been part of the reason why Jorah was like, no, that's meant for you. Because right. John really became more of a son to Jorah, to J.R. Sorry, to J.R. Mormont than the Jorah old, ever old was. Right, right, right. Very, very true. And, and that's a good uh, thing you pointed out, Diva. So we're moving back on to Winterfell, um, where Arya and Sansa is, does not see it for each other at all. Mm-hmm. So at this point now, it, does this mean Littlefinger's plan is work, effectively worked? I know we have put a poll out to everyone. Everyone has been following Castle Black on Twitter. We have a poll out asking, you know, is Arya just playing the game with Littlefinger? Is she playing some larger game and we just 10 steps behind her? Or is she falling for the trap? Is she falling to the gap? Which one is it? <laughs> I think, uh, well, the poll answered that question. And I, I have to believe that Arya is playing the longer game here because I just cannot believe that she is turned into this much of an idiot and asshole. And a uh, shout out to Illa YC who also said that, you know, she's become this ninja and she just doesn't have it for people betraying the family. Right, but not I, at all. But I So she was little. Said, yeah, since she was little, but at the same time, she ran the F off and became a ninja. Like, Sansa's been going through it. Sansa's had, you right. know, the worst wedding night in the history besides, you know, Rob Stark's boy. And it's like, come on, man. You can't be, like, all mad at the family Right, now. But, like, and, Arya, and Arya doesn't know that. And, and again, I agree that everyone... What, what, what messed me up was they, they were going through their Prussian Olympics with each other. They were like, well, I've been through this. And she said, well, I've been through that. Like, y'all both been through it. Y'all both been through some fucked up shit and that each of y'all don't know the extent to which you've been through but again Arya's still not having it for her she has no mercy for Sansa at this point or at least that's what she, the role she's playing right now was it? and I think I may have brought it up before um but a lot of this stems from the fact that Arya knows that Sansa doesn't see it for John if Sansa mm. had like a genuine affection for John from jump like that letter that she had mm. that she was forced to write Mm. Arya would have taken it with a grain of salt knowing that Sansa really loved her brother John. But mm. Arya knows that Sansa never saw it for John. So it makes it harder to believe that, you know, she did it, she was under duress and that she wouldn't betray John again. Very, so, very true. I'm like that. And once again, I'm going to go with Bennett. I believe that Arya's playing like the longer game because here's the thing. There's no way you're leaving a whole bag full of faces on the <laughs> okay. floor where anyone what? can find it. Like, that's the type of thing I think you would maybe, you know, put under the bed or in a closet, under some furs or something. To me, like, she pulled a little finger. Like, she deliberately places someplace where that, that person that you know is sneaking around behind you will find it and, and, and basically give them what they want. Just like how when people say, well, you know, tell me the story I want to hear. Tell me the information I want to hear. You're giving it to them what they want, but you're leading them to a different direction or, or the direction you want them to be in. So you're absolutely right, Diva, on that. One of my favorite lines between them two when they were going back and forth at each other was basically Sansa telling her that, like, so you're going to tell Liana Mormont you was just a child when you did that? <laughs> legendary, listen, legendary icon house mother Liana, well, does not play that at all. Wow. That was, yeah, that was, was a certified burn right there. I mean, was... when she said that, I did that, you know, well, I don't know about, you know, I don't know what to tell you, Sansa. She 100% right on that. But you know, then Sansa the was time... spitting a lot of fire at There you go. Sansa. Was she it, there was. was. Was it, there was the, when she was talking about the, when she was practicing the archery and Ned was watching her from above. Right. 
And she basically said, you know, she realized that I wasn't wrong, that the rules were wrong and that I was doing what I was meant to be doing. And I'm like, at that time she was talking about the archery, but you can easily translate that to what she's doing now that oh, yeah. she's not wrong. The rules mm-hmm. are wrong. And what I'm doing right now is what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And but Sansa also had some fire for her little sister as well, she because did. she also let her know, like I said, you know, where the hell were you, dog? You know, you were sitting out there when dad got killed. What did you do? Right. Did you run up and get yourself killed? No, because you knew you would have gotten yourself killed. Just like if I had said anything, I would have gotten myself killed. So that's why I feel like it's funny. They're both kind of hypocritical right now. Very. So I hope that they're both playing this longer game because it's really like it feels annoying right now. And I and I really have more faith in the writers of the show, even though they've you know had their mistakes yeah. than this to be that sloppy to have it where it's like these two but are I, really getting played by Littlefinger. But at what point does the game catch up with them? Like. You know, mm. like now you're doing player club type stuff. Like, at what point does does you know the chickens are gonna come home to roost? You know who who's playing who and to what end? Because now, and that's a little bit ahead. But now your little finger starting to loop in other people into this mess and making it more convoluted than it needs to be. Um, and also, I just I, I I like the the parallels they were drawing with Sansa and Arya. How Sansa repre- was representative of fear, whereas Arya was representative of anger. Um, and anger uh, and of, of their family in general. So I thought that was mm. interesting. And, you know, big shout outs to the one and only Orlando Jones, who says, you know, anger gets shit done. So. And Arya's about that, okay? And, yeah. So I'd bet on her as well, as she said. Oh, right. well, a Another piece of foreshadowing. Okay. So remember, I want to say two episodes ago when Littlefinger hands Bran the knife and Bran freaks him out by saying chaos is a ladder. Yep. And then Bran gives that same dagger to Arya. Yep. Mm-hmm. Arya has now given that dagger to Sansa. Yep. This this is the long game. I'm like little. Fe- I'm like I'm confident at this point between the faces and the fact that she handed that dagger over to Sansa. That we're gonna turn is- Sansa into a ninja too. And we keep calling them ninjas. They're not ninjas, but she's gonna turn Sansa faceless. Like what's happening? I don't know if if Sansa gets to the point where she's an assassin, but I do. <laughs> I do imagine think Sansa gets to the point where you know, because remember, Sansa still doesn't know that Littlefinger was the one who set her father up. Right. That Littlefinger was the one who set Bran up. That Littlefinger was the one who, in effect, I'm like, he's been Littlefinger's been plotting wait, on Sansa wait. since Catelyn chose Brandon Stark all those years yeah. ago. How does? Sansa not know that about Littlefinger though that she that he set up her father. She doesn't know that even. I don't, I don't think I don't, anybody knows. I don't think anybody knows because the only person who knew because remember in that scene when when the Kingsguard comes on, upon Ned yep. and Littlefinger is there, like Littlefinger whispers into Ned's ear. Never, but, yeah. You and never. And then at that point, him. there's that's no the one else person, they slaughter. That's the only, yeah, that's the only person who knows that Ned even right. trusted him in the first place. Exactly. So, Littlefinger tied up his own time, uh, she doesn't know that Littlefinger was actually there holding a knife to his to her father's throat. Like whether or not he, she was on the, but no, she doesn't know because she wasn't there. Mm. She wasn't there. She doesn't know that he he was the one who sent the assassin to her brother. Yep. Mm. I was like all of these things. Now, granted, she know I'm like she knows that she, he sent her to to yeah. Ramsey, but all but all that other stuff, like that that could possibly you know tilt it even more because you know what. As fucked up as Ramsey was, like she kind of understood her role in everything. Where you know, she goes to Winterfell to try to secure it, and shit happens. 
But mm. now that you realize that all of this, like that wasn't accidental, like that wasn't a oops, I didn't realize. But mm-hmm. you've been plotting. He's been plotting on Sansa. I will say yeah, it again. But she, since but, Catelyn chose Brandon Stark. But she true. pretty much knows that. And the only thing that I would say is I think it's kind of like a Cersei with Tyrion type of situation. Like it really doesn't matter. Like she knows Littlefinger has to die. You know, she's just waiting for the moment when he has to die. But she already knows. That's the thing. I think it's both her and Arya playing a long game. And like you said, Tatiana, they might F up because Littlefinger might be playing a shorter game than them. And, you know, they might get caught out there because of that. Because they're both playing this long game. And I think they're both, you know, and we'll get more into this as the episode goes on. I think they're both part of it. But, you know, I think they might not be as suave, Rico suave as Littlefinger really seems to be. So while Sansa and Arya are playing knick-knack, paddywhack with each other, we switched back over to the north where you have the hound talking about how he hates gingers. Um, I thought that was freaking hilarious, his banter uh, between him and Tormund. Yeah, hound can go to hell for that one. Jean <laughs> <laughs> Grey, dog. Jean Grey, you know, started early. Right. So, I, I again, I thought it, I, I love the, the dialogue between as they're walking along doing their Magnificent Seven thing. And speaking of, there was there you noted that there was more than seven people, but we're going to get more into that as we continue. Um, I I thought it was hilarious how Tormund just kept fucking with the hound like that, and between that and him swearing that Brienne is his wife and that he wants her babies. <laughs> I want to want to have babies with her, big giant babies. <laughs> this he's like you've seen her like he's like so and all he's like he's like a big woman, tall and blonde, and she was like she can kick your ass. You've met her. <laughs> Nah, he loves him some Brienne. But um and one thing this episode did a lot, which was great, which you don't necessarily get in a lot of episodes, they cut between all the different places, all the different action points. Sometimes you only get maybe four or five cuts. This time there were about ten of them when you went between um Daenerys and you went between what was going on with Sansa and what what happened was what was happening in the north. So I, I that's one of the reasons why I was just so hyped because they just kept moving and they kept it very fluid this actually brings us into now where Tyrion Daenerys are together and Tyrion's basically trying to like set up her will (laughs) and I was like what is going on right now but he really isn't and I thought Tyrion had you know Tyrion and Daenerys had some of the best moments ever I mean it's always Tyrion just has some of the most heartfelt lines of the show in general but what he's saying to her is just real talk like you can get murked and then what happens after that like you know, it's not about setting up your will or anything. And that's the problem. Like we talked about with Daenerys, she has no But it chill. is setting up your will. It's setting up what happens when you die. What what goes where? Who's in charge of what? Setting yeah, up but that's not when you're gone. Up, that, that's more setting. It's not about a will. It's a that's figure more, of speech. It, figure yeah, of speech. Figure, yeah, the will isn't like, the will is more like who gets what you have. A succession this plan. Is, it's yeah, succession, this is a plan of succession, like he exactly. said. Exactly. So a big difference there. I thought it was interesting that Tyrion was talking about how you need to understand what your enemy is talking about. It's very similar when people. It's like you need to watch Fox News <laughs> to figure out what they're talking about on that side, so you understand where they're coming from. I, I that was one of the smartest things you could have told her. And again, Daenerys seemed very uh, resistant to that type of thought or that type of way of thinking. Um, which does that speak more to her kind of her hard headedness, or or is she? gonna give into kind of thinking more openly about that and being more strategic about how she's going about things oh uh, well you know well i think right. i think part of it is right now she's kind of suffering from young wolf syndrome she had a really good day on the battlefield so mm. now she's feeling herself and she's not mm. listening to her advisors rob stark did the same dumb shit 
where he had a good day on the battlefield. He captures Jamie Lannister and he gets a bit full of himself. I'm like, and the fact that Daenerys is so dead set against talking about a secession plan lets us know that sooner than she realizes she's going to need her secession plan. Because there's no point in talking about it to that extent unless it's going to come up as necessary later. Get that homegoing package going for you, Danny. You don't know what's about to happen at all. Yeah, and uh, given how, you know, this episode turned out for Danny, I, I think she has lost a bit of that spark and that, you know, that wolf feeling in her. Yeah. Mm. All right. yeah. I made mention, so it switched back to the north now. I made mention how, as I was watching the shots, I noticed there was a different number of people each time from the very beginning of the episode with John and friends. So at one point, I saw like 10 people. At one point, I saw 12. Another point, I saw nine. All them extra people were all red shirts. One hundred percent, and yeah. I that's when I saw that I was like, okay, we're gonna have a lot of deaths this episode. Um, that's when you saw the first big kind of fight with the uh, the polar bears or the the dead bears. Well, I don't even know know what to call these motherfuckers. It was a zombie polar bear. Just a zombie polar bear. Yeah, I mean, it was the like you know, homie said on Twitter, it was the you know, now we know what happens to the polar bears from Lost, like. Oh no! Oh my God! Yeah, you know it's a rough ending. Yeah, it was just a zombie polar bear. I thought it was dope as hell. You know, in a dope little fight sequence. You know, you got to see something I rarely see. You know, a zombie polar bear in flames, biting a sword that's made of flames. Like you know, you don't see these things often. Like you know, those are things. Every time you think you've seen everything, boom, there you go. They got the nega Coca Cola bears, huh? <laughs> oh, oh, RC God. Cola bears. God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> See but the- you know what? But you know what? It was dope, Ben, and I like that you mentioned that. <laughs> it was so dope how the swords alighted with fire. They look like mm-hmm. lightsabers. Yeah, even Iller in a way. I, I mean, I just love that whole sequence. You know, whenever them swords grow up, just there was a lot of great shots this episode. Like you said, the whole cinematography for the whole season has been off the hook, and just this far north visuals they've been giving you. Mm-hmm. Like Diva was mentioning, though, there is a lot of scenes where it's just snow, 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 and you can't tell what the hell is going on. But mm-hmm. when it does clear up, it's just some beautiful imagery. So I got to commend them on that as well. Yeah. And I, and I, and I, very cute how Barrick was holding his sword like a tiki torch and cauterizing homeboy's wounds, the priest's wounds with that. That's some, that's some, you got to be like a G to take something like that. Uh, straight out of Rambo, you know. You gotta be a one hundred percent G. But then uh, again, yeah, uh, he's well, not as Rambo because yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, uh, switching back again, back to, and again, like I said, this 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 show, uh, this episode just really kept switching between the areas. But switching back again, back to Winterfell, I really think they gotta be care- like Littlefinger again. He's more, a little bit more adept than this than they than they maybe understanding because he's pulling a lot more strings and he's essentially putting too many cooks in the kitchen with him suggesting to Arya that he she bring Brienne into the mix uh I don't see yeah go deeper you, you, you yeah okay so by suggesting to Sansa that like Brienne kind of like be that kind of protect her from Arya's wrath which let's be honest that's not going to work because we've already seen Arya best Brienne Exactly. So, um, but even if even if Ryan were capable of protecting her from Arya, uh, what happens to Brian by the end of the episode? She's gonna be dead. She she, she got sent away. Mm-hmm. Another Stark sending their best protector away. 
And that's what I mean. Like, here we go with, it's, this is something else that Littlefinger is yet orchestrating and putting and, and making it as convoluted as possible. Why are we putting Brienne in the mix? And now you giving you getting Sansa's strongest protectors out of the way. And she keeps, and, and Sansa, you know, Sansa don't really believe, like she, she likes to say it, oh, I have a hundred men that got my back. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I, you can tell in her eyes when she says that, she says that with a little bit of fear in her, in her and again, once again, her represent, representative of fear, you can tell that she's not 100% believing in that herself. Ah, all right. My thing is, once again, what is really going on here? Because Littlefinger says, keep, you know, Brienne around so that she can protect you and pretty much kill off Arya. But then Sansa sends her away. So Sansa's playing the longer game there than Littlefinger being like, oh, okay, word, no. I know that, you know, Brienne would try and protect me if Arya does bug out or if anything right. else goes on. So let me just send her away. Why? To, her to what end? To what end? Who knows? But, you know, she needed Brienne to handle that, you know, to go represent her at King's Landing. So she sent her off for it. So there is a longer game once again being played here. So I don't think that, you know, that her sending her off is her falling for Littlefinger. I think she's doing her own move right there. All righty. So then we go back again. <sighs> this is this scene where you have the White Walkers chasing after John and friends on the ice lake. And when I say it looked like a scene out of 28 days later, they were going hard off of them. This this was this was if you were sitting there, this is definitely more of the terrifying scenes. Something, again, very similar to something you would see on The Walking Dead. All right. Yeah. Okay, so so go ahead. Tell me what you think, Ben, I mean, because you seem to be <laughs> very, uh, I don't know. What, what is it, Ben, I mean? Yeah, by this point, I, I really had lost believability in the, in the White Walkers and them being like a terrifying force. Like, mm. okay, we have a scene where, you know, John and crew roll up on this gang of walkers and the leader. They murdered a leader, all of them drop dead except one, magically. The one that they need. Mm -hmm. like he's the only one who's not It was turned. too convenient to you. I mean, super convenient Obviously. by that point. That was just ridiculously convenient. So right. that by that point, I'm like, okay, when they're running after them, sure, it was a cool effect and stuff, but it didn't feel like hard home when, you, you know, when I was completely terrified of these dudes. By this point, I'm just not, because, you know, like you said, they had all these red shirts who get murdered off. All the main crew is still alive, you know, except for, you know, the Walking Dead cleric who's about to go down. And it just, I wasn't, like, terrified for any of them by that point. So Jon Snow think... also stays getting surrounded. Like, he right. is the king of getting suckered. He's like, the king like, of getting cornered. Yeah, so I, I'm just, by this point, I'm just like, like my, so... my, my, my distress with Jon Snow overrid pretty much anything else. Oh, okay. So we, we're going to have to go in a minute into your disgust. But 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 my question is, so do you think, and, and this is a question to both of y'all, do you think the show has gotten to the point where you are not afraid of what corner a certain characters are getting because you know they're always going to get out of it? Oh, this episode. Or mean, is it just if, this episode or is this show? If, if it hadn't been this before this, this is when I just, you know, was like, whatever. Yeah. The I'm, most people have a super plot armor plus 20. Listen, I've been confident that Jon Snow was going to make it to the end, at least of the final season, from the fact that when they negotiated their contracts, I'm like, I read Variety too. Oh, so, so you came out. So you. <laughs> so it's like, I'm not particularly worried. Even if they kill him, he's coming back in a flashback. They're going to resurrect him because I think him, uh, Peter Dinklage, Lena Headley, um, Jamie's actor, um, I think those four for sure have contracts that get them through to next season. 
So, so basically, it sounds like both of you guys have suspended disbelief at this point. Yeah, and it was killing Jon Snow. He's already died once. Well, we know we know about that, but just in general of what's going on in this particular scene, it seems like y'all none of that mattered to y'all. Y'all was like, we knew. Um, yeah, I just it was more just the fact that you know, okay, when we get okay, he gets surrounded. You know, they're sitting there waiting, 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 and then. I mean, we we miss also my man Gendry running the fifty you know foot dash. Like it's just it, this whole episode, this whole season before with my man Bron surviving everything. I'm just really been like so. Mm, and Bron is such a minor you've character. So, you've been so he's, what? He's such. Right, Bron's such a minor character. As right. much as I love Tormund Giants, man, he's a minor character. And all these people are just surviving and surviving and surviving. So it just becomes where, yeah, I don't believe it as much anymore. Well, you still believe people like Tormund are minor characters considering that they've made it this far and are at this point with Jon Snow? Yeah, who cares? Hmm. I mean, what was... I, I can't 100% agree with you on that, but I, I understand what you're saying. I mean, just because they're standing next to Jon Snow out of Invernable? Not that they're standing <laughs> next to him. I think, I think what I'm trying to express is that I think that they're more than just minor characters. Yeah, wasn't so <laughs> well, I, I feel like I feel like they're not exactly minor characters. I mean, there's been minor and major characters that's been killed right before our eyes. Yeah. But I think that is more than to just saying, "Oh, he's a minor person. He, he doesn't really matter." Eh, I mean, it's it's because of these quote unquote minor characters that some people are still alive. It's because of them that certain courses of events have changed. So I think it's a little slightly off to call them minor. But then it's like, okay, my man who got blown up at the bottom of the temple because he didn't, you know, crawl fast enough, you know, everybody else got blown up too. So, yeah, minor characters, you know, things can happen because of them. But at the same time, they're still a minor character. Right. But these are also named characters that we've been follow for, following for seasons. So it's oh, not like got blown up a named character who'd been following yeah, for seasons. Lancel. Lancel yeah, Lannister. See? We just didn't remember his name. <laughs> I still don't think it was minor. But anyway. No, but here's, here's here's my problem is like when we first started watching Game of Thrones like many moons ago, yes. like like we had this sense that anyone could die. Like once Ned Stark got beheaded, we were like, oh, anyone can die. And now that we're like wrapping up, now it feels like they're hesitant to kill people. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and I think that's the thing. I was like, you killed Ned. Like you killed a set full of people. You killed, you killed a yeah. set full of major characters. Y'all sound kind of mad now that people aren't dying as much as they were before. Listen, Velar Mogulis, all men must die. Mm. Mm. I- I'm just saying, I'm like, they built, they built a franchise around that ideology. All <laughs> men must die. And now we can't kill anybody? Mmm. <laughs> Good mm. point. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I'm upset that people should die, but like that was I, I got to go back to that too. That was a Lannister that Cersei blew up in the bottom of the thing. Like Cersei gives no ifs. Like that was a Lannister she was sleeping with. Oh, I forgot that too. Damn. Yes, she don't care. But that just speaks further to her. What do you want to call it? Strategy, treachery, evilness, whatever word you want to use. It just speaks game. further to her character. Uh, I say game recognized game, and that's game. Her right game. There. It yeah, speaks further game. to her character. That's game. Well, you know, if we just stick in with this feisty, as it just keeps going on, you have these waves after waves of zombie hordes. Um, You got the Night King looking at them like soon. You have... (laughs) (laughs) I mean... 
you got bad shit going on. And again, you got Barrick with like the unlimited trick birthday candle sword. Just like just going. And that's nothing. He just can just light that bitch up at any moment and it uh, don't matter. The, the, oh no, because Barrick uses um crap. Okay. Is think... he using his life essence? Like what is he no, using? No, no, Barrick, no. No, it's like believe... an oil, right? No, I think Barrick one okay, I think okay, Barrick I believe uses wildfire, Thoris uses blood, or it may what? be reverse. <laughs> wait, you know what? Wow, wait a minute. Wildfire, I can understand. Blood is where you lost me. The but... blood of, of of the of the what's the Lord of Light? Oh. Yeah, I think. Hold on, I'm, I just wanted to like double check and make sure that I have. Okay, yeah. So yeah, so sorry. Thoros of Mir sets his blade afire with wildfire. Beric Dondarrion uses um his own blood. All righty. So so he's just unlimited, huh? Okay. As as long as long as he's still got blood flowing, apparently he can still make it happen. All right. Well, Barrick has that. Thoros had the wildfire. Yeah, Thoros of Mir has wildfire. Oh well, you know Barrick still has blood flowing, so that works out. Um, yeah. yeah. And I also want to say something about the Night King. Another thing that has been killing me is like they killed one dude earlier. You know, one little lieutenant guy earlier. Right. But it did. seems like they all look alike now. Like I'm. I like, thought they. I thought he came back. Like yeah, Kent, was that what it was to do? Yeah, because can't the Night King dude. raise them back again? I, yeah, he can. So I guess it's like it's always that same bearded guy who just keeps showing up. It's like it's like oh Shadow of Mordor when you kill an orc and then like five minutes later he rolls back up on you. Oh, you haven't played Shadow of Mordor, so no. But I but that's every game. Every respawn, they just keep respawning. <laughs> <laughs> if you play Zelda, people who play Zelda, that Blood Moon come out, everybody show back up again. Like it's just like God damn, I just beat everybody. I beat this whole board already, so I get it. But but yeah, they do all look like so. It's like no one dies, everyone keeps coming back. I get that. Yeah. As this, so 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 based on what y'all said earlier about people dying and all that stuff, you're telling me you guys didn't think Tormund was gonna die. No, oh, no, I, I was no, I was. Second. I'm sorry, I was scared. I was All right, hurt. I was mad. I, I, I was just like, you, you can't tell me y'all are that like jaded. Where it's just like, ah, oh, he's gonna make it. Torma was about to eat it. <laughs> Let me tell you, I was about to throw something at my screen if Tormund Giants made, make like, it out of that goddamn fight. I was like sitting there like, no, he didn't even get no, he didn't even get his man's yet. Oh my god, Brienne! Like, I just want him and Brienne, you know, get something going before that shit happens. My god. But the thing is, like that—that's what I mean. It's such an unbelievable thing that he escaped from. My man had two zombies dragging him down, another zombie with a knife to his throat, then and I mean, somehow. Then I mean, just... they basically pulled a Glenn. Okay, he just yes, somehow yeah. made it out. <laughs> but there were so many somehow made it out in this episode, and so many like people who should have made it out. Who, yeah. Let's. Mm. Okay, yeah. we're, we're going to have to do this. Uh, 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 I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, well, you know, we're, we stepped a little ahead. You know, of course, we like we, we still got to talk about this travel time. And, you know, the boys get trapped on the island. You know, Gendry runs back. They send a raven. Gendry, that, Gendry out here looking <laughs> like Usain Bolt. Yeah, I mean. Gendry, Usain Bolt. And first of all, how fucking far were they for Gendry to still make it back within whatever amount of time that was? It was still daylight or it looked like it was dusk by the time he made it back. Okay, so, now that, that they, they weren't that far. Because we got to remember, the Night they King weren't that is, far. Okay. Yeah, the Night King is close to the wall at this point. So they're right, not that, that close, far. though. I, yeah. I didn't understand how close. I knew they kept saying close, close, close. But they've been saying close for two years. How close is close? So apparently close enough where Gendry can do the 100-yard dash back to the wall. Okay. Yep. You know what we need at this point? You know, like when you play RPGs and you have that little the little map in the corner 
to show you where you are in relation yeah, we to need radar else. ASAP. I would you love gotta, to You got to pull out the rulers and stuff and start judging distance and everything. Seeing Listen, I'm not opposed to it because there's there's no way. They're moving way too fast this season. I well, mean, they have I, they have less episodes. They got to move fast, right? Oh, no, no. Yeah. I mean, like, as far as travel time goes. Well, yeah. Now, I actually Googled this because people are already talking about this on the internet, of course. And they said that the distance from Dragonstone to the wall is about a thousand miles. So, Which a, raven, a, a raven could cover a, quickly. A raven could cover in about two days. So, judging that a, you know, a dragon can take, probably fly a little faster than a raven, they were probably out there for three days waiting on Danny to get there. Three days. So wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That don't even make no sense. Bitches <laughs> will be dead. Bitches will be popsicles by that time. There ain't no way. Well, not Tatiana. I thought I was the one who wasn't believing. <laughs> there is well, no. When you you sat there and threw logic in it, now now it don't make fucking sense. I mean, I three thought it made days. more sense. I thought three days was alright, but from the way it appeared, they were only there for one night. Oh no, no. There's no goddamn way. Well, <laughs> I saw that sun rising set one time, okay? And it looked like they were there for overnight, and she showed up. I'm over here thinking the dragons are like 757s, like just going. <laughs> like, I don't... <laughs> Did you telling me they not? You telling me they that slow? I mean, they're uh, flying. They're not like jets. But they're whole-ass dragons. Well, I don't... look, look. They're fucking dragons, okay? For all we know, they can fucking, you know, phase in and out of reality. I don't know what's happening right now. Listen... We got to get the Raven to Dragonstone first. Let's forget yep. how fast Drogon flies. We got to get the Raven to Dragonstone. You're telling me two days. Two ben. days. Ravens yeah. are tiny and their their wings are, they can only flap for so long. It's a terrible strain on the animators. It's a- <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 like you said, they get cornered up on this. Why did they run to this? Okay, here's nothing. Why did they run to the island? I don't, why, was it a cave? Like, because what, what we made are them? the king of getting Cornered. The king yeah. of getting cornered. Okay. Yeah. I would like yes. to think it was a strategic move. They're like, oh, there's only like seven, like there's only seven of us, so well, six of us at this time because Gendry's gone, and you know we can probably get across the ice and not. He's like, but this they, ice they, isn't exactly all this, all that. They scary. knew that was. I did they know that was an ice? Uh, yeah, because lake, I when, guess? They, when they get on, like they they like they they falter a bit and then they keep going. But yeah. they didn't know it was going to break until they stepped on it. Yeah, I'm then like, that became strategy. That, so they just can't... happened upon it as strategy. Yeah, yeah it's one of those happenstances. Yeah, they were running from the zombie horde. They didn't really no, have no. much of a choice. And I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that as a question of oh, is that what happened? Yeah. I'm saying that as they really use that as strategy. I mean, what else are you gonna do? King of getting cornered. We we've, we've covered this point. Like <laughs> you know, Jon Snow is not the strategic genius that he seems to be. You know, supposedly prophesized for. Cause so no, no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, every every battle he gets surrounded somehow. And served, yeah, and then someone comes in and saves him. So through torments near mist, we were thinking all hope is lost. You see John with them sad ass doe eyes, looking at everything like no, it, no. What was your phrase for Jon Snow's eyes? Because I caught it so much this episode, I was crying laughing. What was your oh. <laughs> Them light skin squint. You know yes. he got the light skin squint. <laughs> Yo, son, when them dragons flew in, he, he was looking like squinting. Drake. He was out there looking like Drake, confused. Uh, and it's not even that he squints. He also has this like. Blank. He's either real afraid or real squint. It's just squinting. And kind of felt- like confused. Kind of confused. confused. He's always yeah. confused. Yeah, kind of confused. Like wow. Like so, he's like Keanu Reeves. <laughs> 
So they're in this impossible, impossible position. And as you know it, you knew it was happening. The dragon fire shows up again. And just one hitting, quitting everything in his path. All three dragons show up. Question number one. Why did she take all three dragons? Why? My own... And, and please, no, that was a real ass question. Like, I, no, I don't no, no. understand. I, no, I actually thought about it. I actually thought about it because there's no reason. Because remember, when she's about to leave, Tyrion was like, no, <laughs> you can't go. There's only one of you. And she's like, I have to go. And she brings off the only thing I can think of is that maybe Drogon isn't quite 100% yet. From the fight with Jamie from, and- from the loot train battle. From loot yeah, train from battle. getting hit with the scorpion. So, okay. you know, he may be at like 85, 90. So in order to take three? Listen, I, maybe maybe Viserion and Rhaegal were tired of being left behind. Maybe they wanted to get in on the action too. I yeah. don't know. I don't also, know, but she shouldn't those, have brought all three. But it's one of those, you're going to the most dangerous place on earth at the same time. It makes so, no sense. So she took Jesus, Mary, and Joseph with her. Got it. Yeah, yeah. you got to go armed. You know, you go into hell, you, you know, you bring Jesus, Mary, and Joseph with you. So she brought all three. So I didn't really fault her for that one. Like, I, I just... Know, I just didn't oh, no, understand. I, I do. Damn, why all? I do because I still, again, I don't understand why all three gotta go. A raven comes and says, "Jon Snow is surrounded by an army of zombies." He was surrounded. How many people was in the loot train battle? Mm, those are people. Wasn't that an army? Yeah, those are people though. Yeah. So what? But but he, but here's another thing to consider: like Drogon's used to combat by this point, right? Viserion and Rhaegal aren't. Obviously, like they've just been having. <laughs> Flying around. <laughs> Duck. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm it's a sorry. simple maneuver. I, could, I, could, I couldn't. It's I couldn't a simple it. maneuver. <laughs> so the reason why I found me insane is because you so so. Oh, no, no, so no, wait no, a minute, Diva. Help me out. So, so I'm not ready for that yet. Okay. <laughs> You're not ready for that. Okay. I mean, so so so. And I'm sorry. And 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 also to everyone listening, everyone. I, and there's been some comments about pronunciations. Just deal with it. Y'all know who we talking about. <laughs> for real. Thank you, Drogon, Drogon, whatever. I'm calling him Drogon like he's part of Rough Riders. Okay, Drogon. I'm him Drogon like he's Frozen. <laughs> <laughs> y'all know who we talking about. Just stick with it. We love y'all. Just stick with it. So after Drogon got played the game. Uh, we get to the position. <laughs> I need to see that. I need to, I need internet. You, I need if this was that. Overwatch, Drogon did play the game. <laughs> he damn sure did, yo. It was like quintuple kill, team kill, <laughs> team kill, team kill. <laughs> over and over again. Environmental kill. <laughs> he was drowning them. He got all kind of boops. <laughs> So while Ben Amin is announcing every kill that happened, you oh see the Mass Night King's murder. watching the Night Stop. The Night King <laughs> is watching all this and his lieutenant go, All right, Playboy, it's time. Lieutenant oh. passes the Night King. <laughs> he was like seven. He was like he was on the golf course. Right. He can hit the seven <laughs> iron. <laughs> oh God. The lieutenant passes the Night King his seven iron and says, Try this, my friend. <laughs> I can't. I'm not ready. Oh. So Night King he was a Syrian. <laughs> Night King got a <laughs> So and that's my question. Was it was Viserion that got hit? Not Rhaegar? I don't I don't it was, I can't it was tell. Viserian. It was Viserion. Okay. It was Viserion. I can't tell who's who. But so so Viserion got hit in the side, the neck, I don't the, the torso with the ice spear, um, and took oh. the L. The heavy I mean, L. Yo, that, all right. that 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 made me sad. 
No, no. We, yeah, we talking about, you know, Tormund going under Lake. I was, you know, hurt. I was hurt when this happened. No, this was devastating. No. This, this hurt my soul. This I was Jean felt- Grey getting murdered on the moon. This is, you know, mm. The, I, yeah. the only thing that tops this for me is actually no this actually hurt this me more than the red wedding this is this... Wallace getting shot oh. it's, it's just that again this is this is these dragons that we love and we just want to see and we begging to see for seasons upon seasons and you finally see and you get a little taste and now this season's here and you've seen them in action more than ever just to get one to just eat it like that eat it's it. just eat it it's like your dog just died. Like, no. You know fans. what? I, no. You know what? I have some words for um, Benioff and Weiss. I'm going to need them to stay the hell up off of Reddit or wherever the hell that they're going <sighs> and stop digging up these goddamn Game of Thrones theories and putting them in the goddamn script because this, didn't yes. need, this did not need to happen. This should not have happened. So, Diva, you're the book reader, so you, this didn't happen. No, we, we're, we're nowhere near this. this we're nowhere this is, near this in the book. There, this, yeah. We're, the last time we see a dragon in the books <laughs> is, is when Danny is in the fighting pits of Marine mm-hmm. and Drogon comes back and she hops on his back and flies away. And out. And <laughs> land, they land in a um, grassy field and Dothraki come upon them. Right. And that's the last that we see of Danny and Drogon in the books. Yeah. Viserion and Rhaegal are still locked up underneath the fighting pits. So all of all of these happy go lucky who run the world dragons, we don't have them in the books. Yeah, and they don't run the world that much anymore. And yeah, um, yeah, I just fully agree with you there, Diva. Like the whole because all right, I mean, once again we step into the end, but you know, Viserion goes under that hurt. Okay, like I said, him clawing and struggling and trying not mm-hmm. to go under that lake was like yeah, well, and and no, you're right on time. Actually, this is happening all in 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 time. So yeah, when, but when I, I'm just uh, yeah, but you know, then okay, then once again, I I, I nominate Jon Snow moving up on the ranks because he goes top, down too. Top no, the top and brand in full idiot mode like this. I like I I I've watched it several times now, and I can't blame Jon for Viserion's death, but. That's not John's fault. One. But why was John it's still a close going one. It's a close one. Why you was know, John still like going debatable. at fighting? Yeah. Why didn't he just jump on Drogon at that point and bounce? I, I, Drogon had played a game and Jon Snow was still trying to get some kills. It was like, you know, like, you know, when you see somebody else wilding out and doing all the action, you want to get a little <laughs> in like, on why it. You, why are <laughs> you being so extra? The, the match is over. Like, I, over let's just go. Yeah. And then he got hemmed up because of that. Yeah. And then once again, in an unbelievable bit of like, how does Jon Snow survive? You know, Jon Snow survives. Like, why did Uncle Benjamin? Yeah, but see, before that, right before Benjamin shows up, you know how the, the the White Walkers were walking away. Why didn't Jon just play dead until they? I mean, he was already out the ice by then. Why didn't he just play dead until they peaced out? Because you have keep, to keep moving. Remember, at the top of the episode, Tormund tells yeah, you, "Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna freeze to that." And he was in the water and all that. And Jon is wet and cold. He has to move. Whether True he wants indeed. to or not. Okay, True got indeed. it. That 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 makes sense to me. Okay, and yes, Diva, Benjamin, back at it again. We're saving the Stark boys. Here he comes, saving the day. John does not die for what the fourth time this episode. Well, hey, John <laughs> had like a magical number of what is it? Do sets machinas in this episode because it's yeah. like 
We had a dragon save him. Yes. You know, we had Uncle Benjamin save him. Somehow he just magically crawls up out of the water to save him. How, like, uh, what's he uh. like? Go, where, where the where the White Walkers pulling him down? Like, or he was just. He was in armor and furs. Well, he was in fur, but I, eh, you know what? Let's not get into the details and the logic of it. Yeah. But you also, have, <laughs> no, but you also have to remember too that Beric said the Lord of Light didn't bring you back just for you to die here. True that. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a whole lot of foreshadowing in in the speeches that are going on here, even to the point where before all that, Beric was like, "You don't look like your dad." He's like, "Well, he's like, you don't look like Ned Stark." Like mm-hmm. further, further reinforcing that once again, people not Ned's son. From yeah. here until the end of time, Jon Snow is Teflon Don. Don't <laughs> nothing stick to him, man. I'm telling you nothing not- at all. Final destination, death, all, nothing. Mm-mm. Not at all. So John gets out. Uncle Benjamin shows up again, and I mean, takes for the L. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Benjamin literally shows up for thirty-two seconds to take the L. You counted it. <laughs> Give or take a few seconds. I would believe it. I would believe it because it was like he shows up, hands off his horse, and takes an L. It's like he said, "We can't go together." All right. Yo, okay. Yo. Now, granted. Great. Listen, two people, the horse would have been slower, and he and he was serving as a distraction to make sure. Where did he come from? Yo, Benjamin out in the wilderness for them. Remember when when Bram was I know, out there? No, and no, he no. Showed I know, up? I, I know, but yeah, what? But I'm <laughs> listen. There was no explanation when he showed up for Bram. Why do we need an explanation now? Homeboy in the wilderness, homeboy out there like uh, George of the Jungle. Let him be. Accurate no, but I'm. Sweet. But Benjamin, even in his semi-dead, undead, whatever the hell state he's in right now, he's still a ranger. Like he still has enough of his of his faculties where he's still yeah. a ranger at heart. So I'm betting money that he's probably been tracking the movements of the Night King and his lieutenants. And he's okay. like, okay. And then he's like, oh, I hear right. a battle. Somebody's fighting. Yeah. Or oh, he's been following John this whole time. Like he's yeah. just he's just like okay. one of the direwolves. He's always there. Yeah, because yeah, Benjamin can't can't go across the wall, which is probably part of the reason why he let John go by himself. Because Benjamin can't cross. Right. Well, you know, no need to worry about him anymore showing up magically because. Oh, you know, oh yeah. come on. I mean, hey, oh, wait a minute. That know. hold on. That's a third death that I wasn't even counting in this episode. Yeah, yeah. man. Not even that one. Either. Not exactly yeah. minor, but guess who took the L? <laughs> Benjamin. <laughs> um. So that's. Uh, go ahead. Because no, we, start, no, no. we started the series looking for Benjen. Wow. And yeah. in, in, in season one, like, Benjen goes missing, like, two or three we episodes found in. We found, we found the nigga. <laughs> <laughs> we know exactly where he is right we now. We found him. So hurtful. <laughs> you don't have to worry about where he is anymore. <laughs> you know, he's right there. Excuse, yeah. excuse me for laughing when they were like, when they got John back on that boat and they was unwrapping him like a lettuce wrap, and they was just <laughs> I was I was dying. I don't. I was just like, oh my god! Like, how did he make it? And he just I again. Okay. He, I get it that you know Daenerys is not gonna blame him for Viserion's death, even though I would. But <laughs> um, this young he, folk ninja. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Did y'all fault your own dad? <laughs> <laughs> what is what's the um World of Warcraft? Uh, Roddy Jenkins. <laughs> yes. 
Yes, that was Jon Snow. Try to and Leroy Jenkins his way into that. Don't, don't be rude, Ben. I mean, you did ruin the whole plan. So. <laughs> but, but Diva, you know, I know you heard that Barry White music come on when they was unwrapping him like a letter. I didn't hear anything. Diva, I heard Diva. I heard nothing. The you. sexual tension is palpable. <laughs> Once again, I reject your reality and substitute my own. I don't care. That's like this whole episode did, huh? Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, because, wow. That was, I mean, that scene, I, I felt gross watching that moment. Like, that was like, <laughs> this, this is when I was like, oh, this is disturbing. Like, but but so also, gross. you got to think, think about it this way, okay? Let's, let's start, draw another parallel. Star Wars. Princess Leia and and and, and uh, Luke Skywalker. Okay, but we didn't know. know. We but listen, didn't know. imagine you're an average viewer who has not read the books and you're watching along with everyone else and know you're not reading the internet for all these spoilers and reading about all these uh, uh, mysteries and stuff. Wow, when you look at it like that, that's What crazy. if you just don't know? It's okay, but hold thing. on, hold on. Lies and fabrications because if you've been <laughs> watching from at least yeah, season seven, you yeah. know. It's not like, you know, this is season five and they haven't revealed, like season four, season five, and they haven't revealed who John's parents are. If okay. you've been watching from season seven, you know who the hell John's parents are. So there's oh. no, I don't know at this point. <laughs> <laughs> we all know that Danny to everybody. is auntie. We all know this. They don't know. They don't know, but we know. That's why we're squeaky. I'm yeah. squeaky because I know. They're googly-eyeing because they don't. Can I just give a shout-out to Uncle Benjamin for dying so that his nephew can fuck his aunt? Oh! 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 I'd like to be excluded from this narrative. I don't I want this you know, anymore. I, I just, you know, you know shout-out to that man. That's a man who, you know, knows what, something that's worth dying for. Um, Gross. Ben, I mean, gross. Yeah, okay. So, and then wrapping it all up, we had the moment that really, like, Diva said, where I was just like, this show is turning into, like, you know, I don't know. I just didn't have that moment that everybody else seemed to have. Like, you know, the Night King got his social engineers pulling the dragon up out the water. But you knew that was going to happen. As yeah, soon as that dragon went I mean. down, I'm like, they, I, they, I was like, I put my, I literally stood up, put my hands up and said, these motherfuckers got a dragon now. Like, Basically. come on. And it it's, just... It, uh, I, I didn't. I didn't feel it. I, how, I, how did y'all feel about that? Because I was like, I told okay. you, I, I was just like, like first when when which one went down? It was Rosirion that went down. <laughs> yeah, Damn, it's a respect. Okay, so Rosirion <laughs> <laughs> went down when he once he hit the water. I was like, that motherfucker's got a dragon now. And yes. then I was like, then now is it gonna be an ice dragon too? Because do the elements shake? Like, like I just just threw my hands up. Like, how could this happen? Why did all three of y'all go? Why are we doing this? Like. Again, I just went back to my my other arguments that I just said like five minutes ago. I was just like, oh my God, here we are. I just facepalmed. Listen, I knew from the time she took all three that we were fucked. Mm. I, at that point, someone can go back to my timeline. I'm like, if this is how the Night King gets an ice dragon, I'm going to be upset. Mm. And lo and behold, this is how he gets his ice dragon. This shit is Skyrim all over again. I don't understand why they're letting this happen. Yeah, and I just thought it was corny. Like, I thought there's other ways for him to get an ice dragon. Like, raise a dead dragon from that's been up in the ice for hundreds of years. Of, but you isn't know, it just like easier that. to kill one that's, that Daenerys brings to you willingly? True, indeed. True. That you could hit with one shot? With the seven iron? Oh, oh God. 
But I yeah, I just I was not like, oh my god, now he's got a nice dragon. I was like, Yeah, well, he's got a nice dragon. You know, Daenerys still has two dragons, so there's gonna be a big fight with ice versus fire. Cool, I guess. You know, fire just, and ice. Yeah, I wasn't really like uh, you know, I don't know. I was more excited by Uncle Benjamin's, you know, sacrifice. Was okay. untimely demise? No, Again? it was quite timely for Jon Snow. You know. right. Okay, you know what? Nope, nope, nope. Let's talk about Viserion some more since Ben wants to be gross <laughs> over here. Okay. Was it lost on anyone that the dragon names after Viserys was the one that got clipped? Oh, no. No, no, not lost. no. no, no. Of course not. Yeah, of course not. Because, you know, Rhaegal yeah. has to stay alive so that Jon can ride the dragon named after his daddy. Exactly. Yep. And mm-hmm. Drogon is named after Khal Drogo. And right. we, we've lost him once. We can't lose him again. Yep. And Viserys was really the weak Jason link out of everything. Momoa. So, Jason Momoa. Yes. So was Viserys always weak? I mean, he I know he was weak because he was under the cage. I mean, under the yeah cage, under the battlefield or whatever. But was he always the weakest dragon? The other two were weak, were smaller, always smaller than Drogon. Yeah, Drogon yeah. was the Drogon was the biggest dragon. But like when you when you look at them, they really took on the personalities of their namesakes, right? For better or for worse. It's one of the things like, be careful what you name your kids because they'll mm-hmm. live up to it. Mm. So she named Drogon after Khal Drogo, and Drogon is a fierce fighter. Yeah. What was it? Rhaegal seems to be more contemplative. That's mm. not even a real word, is it? Oh, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Say, say, save the save the comments for me just mucking up an English word. <laughs> it's okay. Um, it's- and then yeah. Viserion, you know. Were we really expecting a lot from a dragon named after Viserys? Is my question. Uh, probably not, but you know, when you really, talk he still about, was a dragon, but Viserys. Yeah, you know, you were talking about uh, Jon Snow getting the ride, uh, Rhaegal. <laughs> okay, no, no. Uh, I mean, we no. all know that's not the only dragon he's going to get to ride. <laughs> you know, all I'm trying to do is talk about thrones. And you keep on doing this. Uh, I hate the both of you. The both of you. So, listen, we just telling the truth, Eva. Come on, man. So, uh, as Ben says, we have the blue eyed devil himself appearing within Viseria, Viserion. Uh, you rap, huh? Blue eyes, white dragon? <laughs> the blue eyed devil. <laughs> Donald Trump. Oh shit! <laughs> Don't give that man that much satisfaction, man. Don't give him that much true, uh, true. Uh, honor. Yeah, that, that, hey, yeah, that's that's too much honor for him. Yeah, uh, you have that happening. Then you uh, that that's how that wraps up. You have <laughs> again Sansa and Arya just been going at each other this entire episode, and then that wraps up like an episode of American Horror Story with Arya just like has Sansa shook. Yo. Shook by the time she walked out of that room. She had me shook. And again, yeah. I wasn't even there. <laughs> yeah, I was definitely shook of Arya. And I mean, I was sick of Arya, but then I was also shook of her. So yeah, she pulled that off quite well. She pulled that off quite well. And, and again, I, I just find it interesting. What makes you think, after you see everything you've seen with your sister Arya, what makes you think you're going to be able to sneak into her room? Like, how you know she's not one of the chairs in that room right now? Like, there's no way. But see, once again, who is really playing the long game? And that's what I think, you know, we got one more episode this season, and I really hope this long game doesn't stretch in the next season. I know a lot of people are talking about that they want to see Littlefinger keep going, but I I, I just pray to keep going to what? To what yeah, end? That's what I, I mean. can't got to keep happiness. Yeah. To what end? 
Yeah, to what end? It, I know you're. he's entertaining, but this bastard has been around since the first season. He's been on the list since the first season, and it's time for his schemes to come to an end. Yeah. So, okay, so what happens next, man? We saw the previews for the next episode. It looks like everyone's well, going to... Wow, I did. Oh, you did it. Yeah, okay. wow. Oh, wow. we know stuff. Okay, cool. We know stuff. All right. Yeah, so um just to really summarize it in in very broadly, uh everyone pretty much ends up or is going to end up in King's Landing speaking to Cersei. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're all there. <laughs> They're all there. Like like what? all of them. Except for maybe one, but all of them are there. That's not what I was expecting. Wow. Yeah. Tell me yeah. more. <laughs> um, all of them are there. I, you, you may or may not see something happening to Theon. I, that, now, if you want to talk about somebody who I don't give a damn about, I don't give a damn about Theon oh, at all. Damn. All right. Yeah, understandable. Yeah. Um, but that, that being said, what, what, what's, what's next? Um, next episode is the season finale. Yeah. 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 Or, so what, what happens, y'all? I, any, I, any thoughts? Any thoughts or, or or I don't know predictions? I don't. I'm I'm at a loss because right now, Danny's down a dragon. That's all I'm stuck on right now. Oh, is that she's she don't she lost Dorn? She lost uh the High Garden. High Garden. She, she lost, lost a whole ass dragon. Like what the fuck? I was like, but when she shows up, we see that she's that she's there with the Unsullied and the Dothraki. So she right. has at least that. But that's because Tyrion told her to. You, if you're gonna show up, you need to show out with your armies. Yeah, and your dragons. But can she? It's everybody knows she has three, so she can't show up with two of them. So does she mm. just come in on Drogon? Yeah, that'd be a she, smart move. Just coming that on would Drogan. be smart. Yep. And add but like once again, she has been making smart moves lately. No. Now, oh okay. uh, yeah. I have no clue because I didn't, you know, like I said, I didn't see the preview, so I didn't know that they were all going to be there. I didn't think that was the way the finale was going to go. So I don't know what's going to happen. I feel like something has to happen at Theon. Like, I guess something happens because Euron, earlier on in the season, the after playing him, said that we would hate him more if we hated Ramsey. I'm glad you mentioned him because. so laughable. I'm glad you mentioned him because I wasn't even thinking about the ninja this whole time. Yeah, that's what I mean. What are you talking about? He's he's worse than worse. You don't even see him. And I did not care. I was happy he was drawn. If anything, he was hilarious. Yeah, oh, he was definitely. I mean, shout out to that man. He was absolutely hilarious. But yeah, I was not like where. Oh yeah, damn, I missed that dude. No. Mm -hmm. Unless he shows up next episode, because as I keep reminding people in the book, Euron isn't interested in Cersei. He wants Daenerys. Hmm. So, so, I mean, that, gonna... that should be interesting to see his reaction to Daenerys, right? Because he could be Daenerys. there. Talk. I'm like, because yeah. Daenerys oh, is, ooh, okay. So, random thought. Okay. So, if we go back to the prophecy that keeps haunting Cersei, and part of it is that she's going to be a queen, but there's one younger and more beautiful that will take your spot. Oh. And she yeah. was focused on Marjorie Tyrell. Um, oh. She was focused on Sansa for longer <laughs> than Marjorie Tyrell. But Danny. How that song go? You was worried about the wrong things, like <laughs> Kanye. <laughs> so that that could be it. Capital letter O. <laughs> oh yeah, about that. And if Euron sees a better chance of taking over with Danny than he does with Cersei, he will change sides. 
Hopefully, because then he can end up getting torched. <laughs> By Barrick Sword, right? No, it's, torched. It's, no, Drogon. Because oh, Drogon torched. Yeah. Drogon is remarkable. Oh. Is is a remarkable judge of character. Yes, he really is. <laughs> Wasted. Yes. He's like, you smell deceitful. You gotta go. <laughs> and tasty. <laughs>